Hello, welcome to this special edition of the Trainer's Hut. We are looking at the race day preview brought to you by PlayUp, your best bet. And what a day's racing we have ahead of us. Super Saturday up there at Ranwick, the Metropolitan, the Epsom, the Flight Stakes, all at Group 1 level. Plenty of brilliant racing. We see the two-year-olds kick off in the gym crack and the breeders' plate. And what a host of top-quality horses have gone on that have won that in previous years. We'll have a look at Flemington also. The Turnbull Stakes, very elegant, incentivised. Sir Dragon A, all the big heavyweights are there. They're going to clash and they're on their way to their various targets. Are they heading to the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup, or are they going to go to the Cox Plate? We'll have a look at that. And the win and you're in. The Bart Cummings, one of my favourite races on the calendar also. And again, there is a brilliant undercard there. So let's get stuck into it on the Trainer's Hut race day preview. As they straighten up now, Angel of Truth in front of Girl Tuesday. Hush Riders taking the gap between them. Then Brimham Rock staying on. Now Mugger 2 winds up on the outside, a length off the leaders. Angel of Truth being challenged by Hush Rider. Mugger 2 and Mirage Dancers going through the centre. Mugger 2 moved up out wide. Mirage Dancers going with him. Mugger 2 with his head in front for Mirage Dancer. He finishes best. Mirage Dancer. Mirage Dancer getting up in a thrilling edition of last year's race. And, of course, we had Nashville Willa in the trainer's hut in the build-up to the Metropolitan last year. It is always one of my favourites. I love these staying races. We're seeing the progressive sort of stayers, the ones that are looking to take that next step. And Montefilia, she's at the top of the market. But for me, I'm with Otonte. I like him. He was strong to the line. His last start, Tim Clark, retains the right. And Gay Waterhouse, she just knows how to keep these horses fit. And he certainly is that. If you like a bit of value, Harpo Marks is one that I've been following. He's currently around that $15 mark with play up. An attorney from the Matthew Smith yard could also be entertained. Uh, Matthew Smith putting out on their Twitter a picture of him in the lead up. And he looks absolutely magnificent. And Matty Smith's comments, tough draw, super order. He looks, uh, he looks unreal at the moment. But let's have a listen to the comments David Payne made earlier in the week when he joined me in the trainer's hut for episode 13. She's, she's on a cup's path, so we're hoping that she steps up this this week and, and we can bring it to Melbourne. How has she felt this prep, David, compared to her couple of three-year-old campaigns? I oh, know, much, much stronger filly, uh, bigger, stronger, and, uh, you know, I think she's going to be appreciating the extra distance now. The Epsom, well, the Epsom Handicap, it is, of course, one of the premier mile races on offer in New South Wales and Australia. Riadini, he holds the keys to the race. Rachel King, can they get to the front, dictate terms? We know, as we spoke about on Ton, how fit that these gay Waterhouse Adrian Bot runners are. They just come out of Tullock Lodge race day, and they're ready to go. They get to the front. They take luck out of the equation. But Wungo, well, he is a high-class horse. We know that. When he beat very elegant in the Wink Stakes over 1,400 metres, and it was a tough sort of finish, and he's well in this. But I like one down the bottom here from the Chris Wallyard at Tissue. She's really caught my attention. Currently around that $14 mark, it's been a slight move forward, and I think we'll see a little bit more confidence in her. She got the job done in the Bill Ritchie, and admittedly it wasn't all that flash, which a lot of people have made comment on. That's why they're not sort of entertaining her in this sort of race. But how often do we see the Chris Wallyard bring one? From down in the weights in a race such as this, he's an absolute master when it comes to races like the Epsom Handicap. So a tissue is the one for me at a bit of value. 
The flight stakes, well, what a race this is shaping up to be. It's a race in two at the top, but here's Montefilia, who we've spoken about, winning the race last year. Being challenged by a hungry heart and Montefilia on the scene, looking to cause the upset. Hungry heart in front by a half-length of Montefilia. She's lifting hungry heart. Montefilia is stretching, lunging, and got up to win it. Montefilia knocked off hungry heart. Mallory versus four moves ahead. And to be honest, it's very hard to split them. I was on four moves ahead the two starts previous, where she finished third and fifth. And Mallory, she was just building nicely. She had a fifth and a third, her two starts this prep. And then uh, last start, I made the move to Mallory. I was very confident in the uh, Arrowfield filly. And of course, four moves ahead, got the job done. Mallory third past the post and was given second on that protest so they go head to head here I, I think the winner's going to be one of the two I'll, i'm sticking with mallory at this point not with a great deal of confidence i like to see them in the yard see how they've come through but i'm sure gerald ryan and still alexia will have mallory in excellent condition and four moves ahead with john Sargent. i'm sure he's got her absolutely fine but two very valuable fillies outside of the group one features Lancaster Bomber, I found him in race one. He's currently around the $10 mark as we record with Play Up. He's been racing very consistently with Richard Litt. The Yulong Hill Stakes Group 2, me and dollar purse, if you don't mind, think it over. He's a short price favourite at the moment. Can he be beaten? K.I. Nortique can certainly lay claim to that. And Ed Cummins has Deweyce just primed. He's ticking along nicely. He hasn't been in any sort of real hurry this preparation with Duace, and I'm sure the 2,000 metres is going to be right in her wheelhouse well. Outside of that, as we set off the top, the gym crack and the breeder's plate. Uh, it's it's more about the breeding and that sort of thing for the two-year-olds, not a big sort of two-year-old player, so we'll watch on with that. But let's head to Flemington now and have a look at the Turnbull Stakes, of course, won last year by Very Elegant, who's looking to defend her crown. Finch, Very Elegant, and Harlem and Toffee Tongue right up on the inside. It's Finch, Very Elegant, and Toffee Tongue, then Master of Wine, Superstorm. Finch, Very Elegant, Toffee Tongue, Dallas Sand between them. It's a head bob of the mare. The mare's got up, I think, Very Elegant, maybe, from Toffee Tongue. Very Elegant, what a finish, and what a superstar she is. She is an absolute champion. A lot of talk after the George Main Stakes. I didn't want to have a bar of it. People running polls and all this sort of nonsense on Twitter. Is she a champion? Who's she beaten? Absolute rubbish. Two words. Superstar. Nine Group 1 wins. Don't care who they're against. I'm having none of it. She is an absolute champion. And all these people that are having Twitter polls, is she a champion or anything like that, I'd hate to see their Twitter accounts if they owned her. They'd be going out of the trees. They'd absolutely be losing it. And I think she's going to add to her Group 1 tally with a 10th Group 1 this Saturday. Turnbull Stakes defends the crown, incentivised. He's the new kid on the block, isn't he? He's put one step on the till with his Maccabi Diva Stakes win. I really didn't expect him to bounce out like that over 1,600 metres. I think Very Elegant wins it, and I'd expect Sir Dragonay to be coming home hard, incentivised. Well, he has got to prove it against the best over the 2,000 metres here. And apart from those three that are looking at the top... Look for Persand. He's building towards that Melbourne Cup. Won the Bar Cummings last year. So look for him getting over the ground, the 2,000. And I'm keen to see Mount Popper. I'm looking to him to work home late because he's one that could potentially bob up for a Caulfield Cup. So that's the Turnbull Stakes there. The Bar Cummings. Another race we're going to have a look at. Roma Flowers is a real interesting runner for mine. James Bester joined me in the trainer's hut earlier this year also when she won the Andrew Ramsden to book her ticket into the Melbourne Cup. And let's have a listen to what he had to say about this filly who, when he purchased, 
thought she was going to be more of an Oaks filly rather than a Melbourne Cup. She was that kind of filly, but nobody dreams of buying as a yearling a Melbourne Cup uh, contender. You know, a, a lot of very wealthy men spend a, a lot of money each year in pursuit of just a runner in the Melbourne Cup, you know, but they have to buy those as tried sales from overseas. They certainly do, and there's plenty of wealthy men that'll be looking for the golden ticket to win the Bar Cummings, but I really like Roma Flowers. She's only had the two runs this prep. Her last 600, she flew home in the fan stakes at Mooney Valley over the 1,600 metres. Admittedly, her last start, she looked a bit flat second up at Caulfield, but I'll put that down to the tight turning track, and Sam Friedman's made comment during the week that the Flemington track will certainly uh, suit her a lot better and she likes to get there and build a bit of momentum, get down the outside, as James said in that episode a little earlier in the year. So I really like Roma Flowers going into this race. Grand Promenade, well, he's a worthy favourite. He's been racing very, very consistently. And then uh, the couple of Lloyd Williams runners, Pondus, Dawn Patrol, they're not without a chance. And one to include in the multiples, if you're playing the trifectas and definitely put him in the quaddy, it's Knight's Order, who's just creeping in. He's about $19 with play-up. He's now into 16 and uh, he's another one of these gay waterhouse-type runners that we've already spoken about that can really get to the front and just stick there in such a hard, tough stayer and rock-hard fit. The next race we're going to have a look at here in the trainer's hut. This is our race day preview. We're looking at Flemington, the listed Dali Maribyrnong trial stakes. And we caught up with Jared Magnabosco earlier this week, whose best bloodstock will have the first runner in their red and yellow colours. It's Black Tahitian, and he's the one we want to follow through the Maribyrnong trial stakes. To have a colt um, racing in the first sort of stakes race for two-year-olds of the season, I, I, I'm sort of pinching myself a bit. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. This one in particular, he stood out. There was something about him that I hadn't seen in you know the hundreds and hundreds of other horses that I, I'd inspected this year. He oozed some sort of quality that just drew me to him, and he was like a mini deep field. You know, Bruce actually said, you know, working at Newgate that this Colt's probably the closest progeny that he's ever seen to the stallion. And we've got a big, big red circle around this Colt. If you've got a pen and paper, if you've got a black book, if you've got a computer, write the name Black Tahitian down. He's the one we want to follow out of the race by deep field. We know what he's doing at stud. He's out of the exceptionally fast juvenile Pearl Congenial, who was by Joe Ponte, a very fast American stallion. But Pearl Congenial, she was by far the fastest horse we saw by that Stormcat, Taylor Cat sideline. Very excited for the team there at Best Bloodstock and the owners for that cult to make his debut. But as we said in the Randwick uh, preview, it's these two-year-old races. It's not so much about the punning on them and the odds and that sort of stuff. It's about the new sires that are coming in as we have a look at Robusto. He's the first starter in Australia for Churchill. So the Coolmore team will be very happy with that. Of course, runs in the all Cerise colours of the Ingham family for Chris Waller. Churchill, they're absolutely flying up there in the Northern Hemisphere with their two-year-old runners and You'd be forgiven for thinking that they might be more the classic sort of style horses in Australia, but they were very imposing sort of horses at the yearling sales. Certainly the ones I saw in the sales season just gone. And Cavallo Rampante, the first runner for Newgate's Minari. He's a freshman staying too, having his first runners. And he hasn't got that many runners on the ground either. A few fertility issues, but the team at Newgate have persisted with him because he was a very, very fast racehorse. And they call him up at Newgate Minari the Ferrari. So very interesting to see how that horse goes from the Mar and Eustace camp. Outside of those sort of races, as we wrap up here in the trainer's hut, our race day preview, 
Hitotsu, I've found him in race two. Again, the Ma Eustace yard, he looks really well placed and he's still a bit of value. I'd expect him to come in a little late. That's it for this edition of the Trainer's Hut Race Day Preview. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy the races. Hope you find a winner. And always, this is the Trainer's Hut brought to you by PlayUp, your best bet. I'm Todd Blum. See you next time.